sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose, and now it is time to turn to the financial outlook for personal investors. Each week, Russ Mould, Investment Director of ADBL, will look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. And I think, if I'm right, you're going to be looking at how UK investors have fared as far as domestic investments concerned. Yeah, we talked a lot about America last week, so I thought we'd come back more to the, to the although to a degree where America leads, the world will follow anyway. Yeah. But I thought we'd, we'd look much more uh, domestically. And one of the things that struck me um, last week was that for all of the energy that was expended before it, and even more energy that was expended after it, how much press did you read about the five-year anniversary of Brexit last week? Not much. I think I saw one mm. thing pointing it out. Yeah, I couldn't it, quite it, believe it had been five years, to be honest. Haven't we had fun? <laughs> um, you, you know, yeah, 23rd of June, 2016 was the day of the vote. I remember, remember there was a torrential thunderstorm in London. The weather was, was truly awful. Um, but I, I, there hasn't been much comment. Now, either that's because everybody's just exhausted by it, Mm. or Remainers and Leavers have just come to sort of get on with it. Or, of course, potentially we've got other things to think about at the moment, yes, which is given true. that we're still not necessarily uh, entirely out of the woods as far as the pandemic is concerned. But as a, as a double jabber, touch wood, I'm hoping that things are going to get a, a, a little bit better. But intriguing, yeah, not, not much commentary. And it made me think, I wonder how the UK market has done over those five years. Because I think what is, I think what, what the, the way I feel about to just look at it entirely dispassionately and this is not a pro remain it's not a pro leave it's just it is to me it just it's a process it's not a one day thing it's not a you know pull the shutters down the world is different it's a process that's going to take time and we will find out whether it there will be benefits or not there'll be negatives or not over the coming years uh, and, and it's going to take a, a very long period of time but from a from a very narrow perspective of investment What's interesting is that since it's from the 23rd of June 16 to the 23rd of June 21, the FTSE 100 was up 12% local currency terms. The FTSE All World was up 77. Uh, Brazil was up 150. The S&P 500 doubled. Japan was up 80. Germany was up 50. Hong Kong was up 40. And China was up 25. And the FTSE 100 was up 12. Now, the 250 was up 30%. So you can say maybe I'm picking my index a bit. And the AM all share was up 70 in keeping with global risk appetite. So it's clearly not just down to the UK being a source of, at the time, political uncertainty, economic uncertainty. There was even the prospect of a, of a government being headed by Jeremy Corbyn in December 2019. So that, that again, may potentially put some investors off. You, rightly or wrongly, you had um, sterling weakness to contend with, and, mm. and clearly nobody wants to own UK assets if you think the pound's going to go through the floorboards. So it, it clearly is not just a Brexit phenomenon. And given that the indices have performed differently, the mix of the FTSE 100 has to have had some influence there. Lots of people have been in love with US equities because you know, the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 are, are rammed with these long-term secular growth players that, that, that have performed so brilliantly. The FTSE 100 isn't rammed with them. In fact, you know, it, it, it's struggling to find them. And instead, what you get when you buy the FTSE 100 are miners, oils, banks, insurers, pharmaceuticals, utilities, and consumer staples, which somehow I would argue, and as, a, as an analyst who used to cover tech stocks, I thought I had a tough job because some of those were highly operationally geared businesses. But I certainly had every sympathy for those who had to cover mining and oils because talk about unpredictable. I mean, you yes. really are. You know uh, the, the number of things you've got. All right, so all you've got to do is predict the copper price. But yeah, 
that's easier said than done. Um, uh, banks, well, they've not, you know, again, very difficult. Um, and got themselves in a hole after the great financial crisis, which have really yet to emerge. And again, a, a world of negative or low interest rates and, and QE is a margin crushing toxic mix as far as they're concerned. You've had environment, social and government's flows going against mining and oils and going against tobaccos that form a big part of consumer staples and farming utilities for all the fact that you know, AstraZeneca has been in the vanguard of the vaccinations. It's not done the share price much good and Glaxo got SmithKine as the world's biggest vaccine maker hasn't even got one yet. So it, it, it's not been a, a propitious mix, shall we say, in terms of FTSE 100 earnings. Now, that, of course, could, in theory, change. If you buy into the global recovery story, the inflation narrative, then mining and oils, ESG um, misgivings accepted, could be a very much more interesting place to be. Banks, if the yield curve starts to steepen, their margins start to improve. And if the economy picks up, bad loans start to go down. So you, you could see why, if the world veers on a long-term basis from value to growth, that could be potentially very interesting. Um, and I guess in the next couple of minutes, in the next few minutes, we'll, we'll explain why that might be. Okay, let's just pause for breath. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. And this is Simon Rose in conversation with Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. Um, am I right in thinking, I know you very often say this should not be the case, but am I right in thinking that UK investors tend to invest predominantly in their own market rather than diversifying yeah. around the world? I mean, looking at our customer base, we've seen far more interest in overseas equities in the last 12 to 18 months than we ever have before. So you're definitely seeing people diversifying and overcoming that sort of domestic bias. And that's partly because stocks like Apple, Facebook, Alphabet, Tesla have been so phenomenally successful and that has attracted money. It's partly because we have seen some of our customers dipping their toes into the meme stocks with actually, you know, a fair degree of success. If you, you know, if you got in in February, you've made money in a lot of these things. And I think there has been, a, again, a sense that the UK is just packed with a bit of a few plodders that, that aren't necessarily very exciting in a low growth world. But in a, in a cyclical recovery world where there is inflation and growth aplenty, the UK is a lot more interesting and intriguingly I mean, in the last three months alone, FTSE 100 aggregate consensus earnings forecasts have gone up by a fifth for 2021 mm -hmm. and by a tenth for 2022. So numbers are going up. And that's normally something that we expect would be would be good for the market. That said, the FTSE 100 is kind of just hanging on to 7,000. It's kind of flopping around. Yes. And that might be, again be summer. It might be down to doubts over the Delta variant and, 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 all, and all these other issues that continue to dominate from a, from a macro perspective. But the numbers are at least going the right way. Uh, so if you do believe in the narrative, then the UK could be a place to be. Now, we've seen some of that uh, trade on, on, for want of a better term of word, value over growth, some of the heat come out of that. And I think in the short term, that's just a classic example of how uh, short term trading is dominated by positioning and leverage. And, you know, again, if everybody is sat on one side of the boat, they're all playing the value trade and then people decide, oh, it's not looking quite so good. Mm. People will go back to the side of the boat or the boat will, will actually tip over, as it were. So I think you've seen some people shuffle back to the middle of the boat or the other side because of alleged hawkish commentary from the Federal Reserve, which I don't think was hawkish at all. It's probably a little bit more chirpy than they've come up with recently, but to call it hawkish, you know, it's like saying a budgery guy's a vulture. It's just, it's just not, it just doesn't make any sense. But nevertheless, it's enough to frighten people, which shows you perhaps how, again, sentiment had gone a little bit too much towards the, the value side of the short term. 
But if you want to draw a chart that divides the share price of the Bloomberg Commodities Index by, say, the FTSE All World Index, you'll see a massive hub. So basically, in the 1990s, commodities massively out. Um, in the 1990s, equities massively outperformed, then commodities massively outperformed. And we're basically the two-decade low relative as far as commodities and real stuff are concerned relative to paper stuff. So if you do get an upturn in inflation, you wouldn't think that that trend's going to continue. We could, you know. So if, if you believe in this, we've had six months of it, not six years. I mean, you know, so again, we, we really don't want to necessarily bail out on the, on the inflation narrative just yet. And, and if it works, then it could still be a very, very interesting place to be as a UK equity investor, because you've got a lot of the tools there. Now, again, the holes that they dig and drill from an ESG perspective may have put a lot of investors off mining oil companies, but they are the sort of thing that would, you would imagine, under not under all things being equal, economically thrive under an inflation environment and, and banks potentially the same. So the UK might not be the busted flush that it's looked over the last five years. And somebody, as we've discussed before, is, is thinking the same because you've had 50 bids for UK PLCs over the last nine months, including two for 1400 companies. Now RSA, which is gone, and Morrison's where somebody's moved in. Again, Morrison's limited debt, no pension deficit, lots of asset backing, decent cash flow. Private equity players dream, you know, and, and so you, you can see why it, why it, it had happened. And, you know, it's intriguing that both financial and trade buyers are looking at UK assets quite hungrily. I mean, the pound is still down between 2 and 10% against the yen, dollar and euro since the, since the Brexit vote. And again, as an overseas investor, that's another potential attraction. So how do UK investors play this? I mean, they've really, investors do have to decide whether they believe the inflation scenario or not, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I, I it, go, it does yeah. seem as if markets generally don't. They no. So far, they're taking the Fed's word that it's just a temporary blip, and the Bank of England as well. Uh, and when you're being beaten over the head with QE and they're, they're artificially su su suppressing bond yields, I mean, normally you would take your lead from bond yields, right? Yes. But you can't because they're intentionally, they're sitting on them. So they, they're, they're, if anything, giving a potentially false signal. Um so I, and I wouldn't go all in on inflation or defense because because I just don't know. I haven't, but I would, I would want to have a balanced port. I mean, you know, Tim Price talks about this a lot. You want to have a balanced portfolio that gives you a chance to prepare for all possible eventualities. You know, be stoic. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm prepared for anything. You know, and, and I think that's where you need to be. But you certainly don't want to be all in on growth because it's just done brilliantly for the last ten or fifteen years. Just as you don't want to be all in on inflation because you're not sure. But I think a balanced portfolio of some, you know, I think value personally is, is what I was trained to do as a fund manager. So how on earth any of the probing technologies and equity and analytics is therefore a separate question altogether. But um, I intuitively feel happy with value because it protects your downside and gives you upside. So I would be more inclined to lean that way. But yeah, if central banks keep on keep on interest rates very low, as I think they will, um, then a little growth might not do you too much damage either. And even bonds might not be as toxic as you would think because even the teeny yields that you're getting are still probably relatively better you get off central banks but in real terms bonds might do you some damage you've got to be careful there so i would still intuitively feel more at home with value but i wouldn't go all in on everything because i mean there are still some deflationary forces out there yeah. debt is very substantial demographics aren't particularly helpful so you know all this talk about automation and productivity so you wouldn't want to be too dogmatic either way but i think Growth, the valuations for growth stocks are clearly very high, and the expectations for cyclical and value stocks are clearly very low. And therefore, I would be more inclined to lead towards yeah. the ones where the news hasn't been so good and expectations are a lot lower because it protects your downside. 
Russ, thank you very much. Um, I know you're going to take a couple of uh, weeks well-deserved um, rest. You mentioned um, Tim Price, and indeed, uh, Tim Price has agreed, uh, Tim Price of uh, Price Value Partners, uh, has agreed to sit in for you while you are away. Good so, uh, I'm very far, funnily <laughs> enough. <laughs> I thought you were trying to aim for slightly further away, but mm -hmm. it is hard to do, I know. Uh, my thanks to Russ Mole, Investment Thank Director of AJ Bell. He will be back with us in three weeks. I'll be talking to Tim Price next week. Thank you very much, Russ. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.